As part of the 2017 Polyphonic Social Program the Melbourne Georgian Choir, MGC, led by celebrated Georgian Australian ethnomusicologists Dr. Nino Tsitsishvili and Dr. Joseph Hordania, demonstrated the outre scales and clashing dissonances characteristic of Georgian polyphony. The choir features 20 vocalists singing together in the rich Georgian polyphonic tradition which dates back to at least the 4th century CE.
Melbourne Georgian Choir, um, and we, yeah, we specialize in Georgian songs. Only two of us are actually Georgians from Georgia, but most of the choir members regularly go to Georgia and learn um, songs from from master singers, from local master singers. So, and they bake khachapuri, you know, some Georgian. Um, uh, food and you know, you know, getting getting involved in Georgian uh, life, probably more than us. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I think, we have existed only two years or so from since 2014. Um, when we arrived here, it was many 23 or 22 years ago, um, and. We met first, I think, Roger and Therese, and that was actually Roger's idea to create the Melbourne Georgian Choir. So it started very slowly since the, since two, um, 2012, and now, yeah, we are getting here. So, yeah, um, we decided to do uh, many church songs for today's performance because we are singing in the chapel, and in Georgia it's quite uh, nice, you know, acoustics in churches. Usually floors are um, stone rather than wood, but the first uh, song was Shenkar Benaki, which means you are vineyard, and that was the um, only church song, Christian church song, that was um, allowed in the Soviet Union because it doesn't mention anything related to religion and Christianity, and you know, Soviet Union was a very um, atheistic country, so they didn't allow people to express their religion but in this one, they only mentioned, it's about St. Mary, uh, but it says you are a vineyard and you are beautiful and this and that, but it never mentions a human being. <laughs> Just only plants and vineyard. <laughs> Our second song is Ochashway. Um, um, usually, uh, you should probably know that the songs are not composed by one person, and we don't really know whether they, uh, when they were composed, probably many, many centuries ago, they're kind of, you know, um, like building, you know, a, a house brick by brick. So gradually they uh, reached this condition that you are hearing. But um, mainly they are um, created and performed by a collective, by, you know, villagers. And this particular one that we are going to sing now is... Um, sung during work in um, cornfields when they harvest. And usually they've got a few, several groups, and often they do um, sing by call and response. We, we will have only small, like two choirs, I think, but there, there might be four or five choirs, depending on the number of people participating in the harvest work.
now we will go to mountainous region of Georgia, Svaneti, which we uh, go every two years. When we go to Tbilisi, we always go to the most mountainous region of Georgia in Svaneti, where the mountains are more than five kilometers high. And we were uh, for several years learning songs from Kilpani uh, family. Now, this song is a, also a church song, but it's the Svanetian church song. It's a different. So uh, you will have plenty of dissonances from the very beginning, and uh, it's also not, uh, uh, unusually not in Svanetian language, it's in Georgian language, possibly because Svaneti uh, was uh, part of a bigger Georgia always, and uh, although they have their own language, their liturgy was in Svanetian. So Svanetian, later we will hear another uh, which means uh, uh, holy God, but uh, they are completely different musically. So, Svaneti and Tvindavagmeto.
that it's very symbolic that on the, today on the uh, wonderfully social this event we are hearing sound from Georgia because Georgia is known among the musicologists or those who study traditional music as a world of traditional polyphony and uh, it's not accidental that it's only in Georgia there is an international research center for traditional polyphony. Now, uh, you will hear now very, uh, uh, possibly one of the most popular Georgian songs, Maraval Jamir. But uh, you need to know that popular mean, doesn't mean that it's one song that everyone is singing this song. There are uh, probably a couple of hundred Maraval Jamirs. But this one is uh, known from East Georgia's Ereklis Maraval Jamir. And it again starts with the, as Araki should have called it, the first Georgian musical, it was the Georgian tree chord with the dissonant chord. It's, the first chord comes from the dissonant hall. East Georgia is a uh, bit different from West Georgia. Uh, in East Georgia, we'll hear now uh, there is a melodic lines are embellished by the, with the melismatic ways and the, uh, the matter of fact, notice really is direct in the choir. Uh, had uh, a few articles dedicated to, to the re reasons why in East Georgia there is a, such an interesting melodic type. So, Garikapuri is Oh, 
here, uh, this song from the same region from Samagrelo, but it's a completely different character. It's a rider's song. It's a uh, rider's go to the war, Hedruli. So, Megreli and Hedruli, please, from here.
singing to their babies today in many houses is a later development from the, from the point when like mothers, fathers and babies have their homes. Before that, as our ancestors most likely lived in big groups, it was 
human protective singing that was putting baby to sleep. So if you go to any of the polyphonic uh, regions where they are sick, where they have polyphonic songs, they always have polyphonic lullaby as well. So this is polyphonic lullaby from his church.
now you will hear a song which has uh, like five, six, or seven voices. Part it's it's difficult to count how many are there. In the second part, it's a West Georgian song, Harira. Again, this song has no words, no meaningful words, only nonsense syllables. Harira. Harira. And uh, it's a hard word for the soloist in the last part of the song. So.
last song. It's a West Georgian working song, Alessa. Also, it becomes like a tradition that this song also doesn't have much words. It's Alessa, Alessa. That's it. But plenty of dissonant harmonies. I want to mention that contemporary musicology gradually coming to the conclusion that probably dissonances were sounding in human musical history earlier than consonances. Because if you go to different, most isolated places like in Tibet or Papua New Guinea, in uh, North Japan, in uh, Central Africa, you will hear more seconds and more dissonances than consonances. Okay? So here is Alessa. <coughs> This recording was produced by Marish Woodfigar for Liquid Architecture on the land of the Boonwarung and Wiwarung people of the Gulen Nation. We acknowledge them as the traditional owners of this land and recognize that sovereignty has never been ceded. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Liquid Architecture is an Australian organization for artists working with sound and listening. To learn more head to liquidarchitecture.org.au